Welcome to the St. Anne Roman Catholic Podcast, coming to you from Gilbert, Arizona. We pray that God will bless your time as you listen. Dear friends, I welcome you to the evening mass of the 21st Sunday in Ordinary Time. Last Sunday we celebrated the solemnity of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. The celebration offered us opportunity to reflect on her personality and her role in salvation history. Up in his year, God chose her to be the mother of God. She was freed from original sin. She enjoyed perpetual virginity before and after the birth of Jesus. After her death, she was taken body and soul to heaven. We are called to imitate her profound faith, trust, simplicity of life and humility that in her we have so much to learn as we said last Sunday we depend on her intercession also most often we are confronted with decisions and choices it is either the choice of a school to attend the choice of a career the choice of a vocation a choice of a wife to marry or husband, a choice of where to live, the country to settle, and so forth. Choices and decisions are part and parcel of life every day. What will I cook today? What do I want to eat today? These are all choices every day. There are certain decisions that are overwhelming with far-reaching consequences. And this explains the reason. The young man in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 19 verses 16 to 22 went to ask what he must do to inherit eternal life. Despite our material wealth, political positions, and other earthly preoccupations, the uncertainties and the restlessness in life are obvious. They are a demonstration of a profound emptiness. St. Augustine will beautifully capture this in his Confessions. Our souls are restless until they rest in the Lord. Only God can feel the vacuum in us. And no matter how rich, those seeking for political positions, when they get there, they see life is very empty. Sometimes you feel if you get to this place, all will be all in all in a lie. Emptiness. The higher you go, the more empty you find life is. 
And that emptiness needs to be filled with someone. And that is God we are talking about today. And this leads us to the readings we have just had. Today the second reading set the tune for our reflection. Marriage is the foundation of the family life. It is the gate that ushers us to the family life. God himself instituted marriage for the good of the spouses. The essence of marriage is for the communion and companionship of the husband and the wife. St. Paul's admonishes the Ephesians that husbands should love their wives even as they love their bodies. Wives, in turn, should love their husbands and be submissive to their husbands. The mutual self-given in marriage helps the husbands to enjoy, the spouses, so to say, to enjoy peace, love, and tranquility. When the family is neatly united with God as the foundation and the pillar, then we can say with Joshua, as for me and my household, it is the Lord we shall serve. St. Paul's had a very, very wonderful theology about marriage. It was when I was sitting down, I said, apart from the Genesis account, I think his own account is very, very wonderful. Using Jesus, the imagery of Jesus and the church, to speak about the love of a husband and a wife. Jesus so much loves the church that he had to give his life for the church. And he's saying the husband must love the wife to that extent that he can give his life for his wife. And similarly, the wife should also do the same. When this reading was going on, I caught a glimpse of a couple. They turned and they looked at each other and they started laughing. Very, very wonderful. Very, very wonderful image. Christ and the church, husband and wife. Their love should be like that. And unfortunately, many marriages are very, very sour. They have lost their test. And they spend more time fighting. Spend more time fighting instead of enjoying their marriages. I've often said to couples, there is no marriage in heaven. You better enjoy yourself here on earth. If you don't enjoy yourselves, no marriage in heaven. We shall be like angels in heaven. And now that you are together, you better forget your differences and embrace yourselves and celebrate life to the full. What is causing the restlessness in marriage? Is it that you made the wrong choice? I don't know. We should put behind our differences and embrace ourselves, celebrate life to the full. So that when you are no longer together, I said, yes, we celebrated our marriage. And when your own partner is gone, you will look at the back with the sigh of joy. We enjoyed life to the full. I want to encourage us to try to do that. 
first and the gospel readings today have something in common. Joshua observed that Israel was falling prey to pagan culture. He assembled the 12 tribes of Israel in Shechem, where the tribes of Joseph have settled and are stronger and keep the memory of Moses. Here the covenant celebrated by Moses was renewed after recalling the interventions by Yahweh to help Israel. Joshua invites the assembly to take a decisive decision. But as a leader of good example, he said, as for me and my own family, it is the Lord that we shall serve. A good leader will talk about himself before he tells you, what do you feel about that? As for me and my family, this is my decision. It's left to you to decide for your own families. This was a very, very strong decision that he made. In the gospel, the Eucharistic doctrine of Jesus led to an open rejection of his fair weather friends, fair weather, friends of convenience. They came and ate and drank with Jesus. And when he started teaching, some of them fell. This language is intolerable. So some backslided, some made a U-turn. After such a disappointing experience, Jesus was not perturbed or owe anybody apology. Jesus stood doggedly on his convictions, not minding whose ox is God. Without compulsion, gently he turned to inquire from his closest associates. What was their own stake? Are they not also going? Peter the spokesman expressed a profound faith in Jesus. He spoke on behalf of others. To whom shall we go? Where do we go again? You have the message that leads to eternal life. Jesus was not like the present-day politicians who will make empty and unfulfilled promises to get votes from their electorates. Jesus will tell us the truth without mincing words. He was not a, a good businessman because in business you have to tell lies. Those in the advertisement industry, the way you package your goods will make people buy it or not to buy it. But which man will tell people, if you want to follow me, this is the way I will end. You too must end this way. Deny you are safe. Carry your cross every day and then follow me. Would that make a good business? Will people follow you? Plenty of people follow you. And that is why he preached today and many of them started backsliding. But Jesus wanted to tell us the truth so that when we get there, get to the crossroad, we don't blame him for not telling us from the word go. He said it the way it is. If you would like to follow him, follow him. If you would not like to follow him, go back. And this is Christianity for us. 
Christianity of the cross. Other churches are talking about prosperity, prosperity, prosperity. It is well. But Jesus is saying, you must carry your cross every day and follow me. The Gospel of Luke chapter 9, we read in, we will see. The cross stands for Christianity. And we must embrace the cross in order to get to Calvary. Unless we pass through the cross, there will be no crown for us. Having seen what Joshua said and what Peter said, let's look at the family where Joshua made such a testimony and that the family is the nucleus of human society. The family has no substitute. It's an irreplaceable institution. There is no place like the family. The family is the place where character is built no place upon technological development, scientific discoveries. There hasn't been a place to replace the place of a family. There is no place. We are life begins and life ends. Life is nurtured. Life is properly kept till the last day life goes. It begins in the family and ends in the family. And that is why the Vatican Council will say they use an ancient expression known as Ecclesia Domestica. They describe the church as the domestic church. Thus, the family is the first school of Christian life and a school for human enrichment. It is in the family that parents are by what an example the heralds of the faith with regards their children. It is in the family that the father, the mother, children, and all members of the family exercise the priesthood of the baptized in the privileged way by the reception of the sacraments, prayer, and thanksgiving the witness of life, and self-denial and active charity. Here one learns endurance in the family and the joy of work, fraternal love, generosity, even repeated forgiveness, and above all, divine worship in prayer and the offerings of one's life. In the family, we offer our whole self. Father and mother cannot keep when children have not gone to school. We spend ourselves to ensure that our children grow and grow to be good citizens of our country. The family is a great institution. And that is why we want to encourage that we should cherish our families and keep our families together and ensure that we hand over the mantle to our own children so that they continue with what we have started. By virtue of our baptism, we are a covenantal people, covenant, covenantal people. At baptism, we are dedicated, set apart for mission as a priestly people, as a kingly people, as a prophetic people. 
The decision to follow Jesus requires constant renewal and must be given a top priority. Every day I must repeat it, I am a Christian. Lord, I want to be a better Christian. Lord, make me a better Christian. And this is the reason Joshua made the open confession on behalf of his wife and children. And this stands as a challenge to present-day families. How many families can make busts to repeat what Joshua said? Joshua said, Joshua has left a legacy for present-day families. And we must be prepared to keep our families together and form them according to the mind of the church. The quality of formation given in the families reflects in what the society will be or is today. Good formation helps build good society. The slogan, catch them young, is very important. Parents have to face their responsibilities of formation squarely and know that they will be accountable for this big and gigantic responsibility. There is one video trending in our uh, Nigeria of a mother that was working hard to go for a party, a dinner, and she went and wore a, a, a blouse that has an opening from the laps down. And then wore the daughter her own was, it didn't have any opening from here down, but it was complete as mine. And then the daughter, when she saw what the mother was wearing, she went and got a razor and tore her on from this part down. And then the mother was saying, darling, get ready, let's go for the party, let's go for the dinner. And then, having completed her dressing, she turned and saw the daughter's where she said, what happened? He said, I saw your own. That is why I went and also designed my own to look like your own. She slumped. She slumped. Why? He said, so what I am doing is influencing my daughter. She didn't know the effect of what she's doing. Parents, the children are looking at us. They are looking at us. And they will learn from what we are doing. What legacy are we leaving for them? Can we say, as for me and my family, it is the Lord that we shall serve. Let us learn from Joshua. If Joshua didn't dot his T's, dot his I's, cross his T's, put the appropriate commas and the full stop, he couldn't have boastfully said, as for me and my family, it is the Lord that we shall serve. Likewise, even the apostles know where to go. This is the right place. Therefore, I end this homily with a song that shows the commitment to Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. Not turning back, not turning back, not turning back, 
Thank you for listening to the St. Anne Roman Catholic Podcast. For additional podcasts and media, visit us on the web at www.sanneaz.org. Again, that's www.stanneaz.org. St. Anne, pray for us.